What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin. Josh, it's officially Keystone Cup week. Woo! We'll talk about that in the Hounds 3-2 victory over Indy 11. Let's go! Can you believe that, guys? No, I mean, that, that is no, one of the craziest sequence of events we've seen in quite a period of time. In the top right corner, gentlemen. Up to the middle. Back to Josh, you're uh, you're sounding a little hoarse. Is that from uh, this weekend still? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what happens when you know, play a game, go down, not go down, but get scared in the 80th minute, and then get a penalty, and it's all great. And oh, that reminds me. There it Woo! is. <laughs> that was particularly good. Have you been practicing that? I felt like that sounded really nice. <laughs> More than I probably should. Be <laughs> but, uh, that's a, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just Lacroix, kind of everyone. Just chill. <laughs> Kev, what you what you do this weekend? Uh... <laughs> I love asking you just because you get uncomfortable every time I ask you. Like I I swear I do things I know like but it's just every time you put me on the spot like I don't think about like I need to start doing my own homework on the things I did this weekend before we podcast. It was fine. It was a good weekend. Um, what? Have, what? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. It was fine. It was a good weekend. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was fine. Um, uh, Riley's still finishing up uh, dog sitting right now, so. The dog has been over the apartment a couple times. Um, it's like a one-year-old boxer. Um, nice. Not like, you know, the dog boxer. Uh, <laughs> and it, it is, it's tons of energy. It's a big, big pup. And uh, she's been intrigued. How do you do with the but, cats? Oh, we separate them. Um, yeah. We're, we're, not, we're not letting that happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, it all ends tomorrow night, and so the dog has been sweet, but it'll be nice to get back to some normalcy. Good. Good, good. How was your I'm, weekend, Mike? Oh, I was going to yeah. say, I'm, I'm, I'm lame. Um, basically, well, yeah, but let's <laughs> let everyone else know why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so what happened was um, my parents took the kids for the weekend, and it, so basically we had soccer games on Saturday morning and then we drove and met them halfway between Pittsburgh and Ligonier and made like a swap at a Panera. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> same time. I don't know. You say time. <laughs> same time. <laughs> Kids get in the car. Just get in the car. Um, so yeah, literally like came home, cut the grass, like really did nothing extravagant. And we're at the point where like my wife and I are like, so like, what, what do we do? And I, I almost had her convinced to go to the indie game and she was like i don't really feel like i was exhausted at that point and she was like i don't feel like driving two hours back and i was like oh that's fair so we went to sam's club and target and that was how we spent our night and uh yeah i i tried on some uh target now has like halloween costume like heads like actual like mascot heads so there's one of me in a unicorn head dancing that's floating around instagram um why isn't this on the mongols twitter because because it's not there's a reason for that um, yeah, we'll find a way to get down there <laughs> <laughs> screenshot <now. laughs> but literally i mean that's it's funny because this happened uh 
earlier this year where my parents took the kids for the weekend and my wife and I we just didn't know what to do. So we went to Westmoreland Mall, which like I haven't been to a mall in literally a decade. And you walk in and immediately like the smells and everything just come right back at you and you're you're back in the nineties. And it was just there was nobody there and we just were fools the entire time we were there. Um yeah. I, I I sort of see this is like way off topic. I sort of see like my future without kids and me and my wife are gonna be like those like a hole people that you look at and you're like go like go find go somewhere else. Like you guys are just annoying and but we're walking through the store trying on costumes and acting you're, stupid and You're gonna be those people that like I I swear I've been to so many of those stores where older people are just like kind of cut in front of me without even like saying anything and it's just like what like what? Well, no, no, okay. i'm not i'm not like blatantly rude but at the same time like we were we were walking through target and i i said as loud as i could i looked at my wife and said what and she's like stop it i'm like you're like, high schoolers this isn't <laughs> it is it's like a back at high school so yeah i have i have zero shame which Maybe I will post the video on Twitter and uh, just show yeah, how prove much it. shame I prove don't that you have, have zero shame. I, I, I just want to say I, I spend my weekends usually hanging out with people younger than me, so I always feel really old. And then I get on this podcast and listen to your <laughs> stories, and I just want to say thank you so much <laughs> for making me feel like the youthful one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's sad. It's like, oh, go out to, like, a nice dinner. I'm like, but I'd prefer, like, Chick-fil-A. Like, I really don't want to go. And that's my thing. Like, I'm at the point now where I could try somewhere new, but, like, I eat out so infrequently that I'm like, if I'm going to do it, it's got to be somewhere that I know I'm going to like. Like, I don't want to go somewhere and be disappointed. <laughs> so, like, so I just old. don't go to places. I am so old. <laughs> it's so bad. It's terrible. Uh, uh. And, then, and then we came home and... Uh, I watched. I was watching the Hounds game while she was watching Hocus Pocus, and then once both were over, we watched American Wedding, which that like took us back to the nineties and was just. All right um, then. Yeah. Speaking Mom, of nineties, that's that's not one to add to your list. But yeah, speaking of nineties, nineties night. Kev. Yeah, Josh. Yeah. What what actually happened for nineties night? Was there anything that was done? I mean, uh, in the Steel Army, we had all 90s music for our tailgate, so that was fun. Uh, a couple of people dressed up in very 90s-esque uh, outfits. Was was there a song that like you forgot about, and it came on, and you went, oh, yeah. Well, not really, because I made the playlist. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> but while I was making the playlist with Liz, like we were going through and like looking up top songs of every year in the 90s. And we're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So there were moments like that, but that was just when I was discovering the songs in the playlist. Only one of them, I, I can't remember what song it was, but only one song got like vetoed and people said skip. I think it was like a slower song. I can't remember. It was, it was all uh, boy band music, wasn't it? No, nah, I I kept it variety. Yeah, they okay. go all genres. Everything was in there. Good. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then during the actual game, they had '90s music playing before the game, and um, I, I mean they had slap bracelets, like the slap bracelets uh, from that, the '90s that got banned that from out. school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they handed those out at the beginning and. They're the nice cheap metal ones that you know have like the the razor blade metal inside of it. Where <laughs> that's why they got banned because it's like yeah. oh this is gonna cut up a kid. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, other than that though, not much '90s themed. Yeah. 
Well, that's all right. I mean, it was a good night. The Hounds got the full three points, 3-2 victory over Indy. Oh, so good. All five goals came in the second half, which we don't see that very often. Um, guys, let's uh, let's do some takeaways. Kev, give us a give us a takeaway of yours. Well, so I thought I thought first of all, Indy, I give them some respect because I mean they they weren't one of the teams who came up and just set up for taking a point. Um, and I guess looking at the table, they kind of had to. I mean, because I don't know. I guess you can play the game of okay, if we if we can keep the Hounds from not getting three points. Then maybe we can count on them dropping some points with you know four away games left, and they pick up points, they can leapfrog us. But um, I thought they came to play, and uh, and I thought the Hounds did a pretty good job standing up to it. I think this this was two quite good teams um, playing against each other, both you know wanting to win the game, and, and the fact I think the Hounds were generally on top for the majority of the game. I think we create more chances and all that kind of stuff. But but yeah, credit credit to Indy Eleven. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a huge win. I mean, we were talking about last week. I think for me now, I mean, what we were kind of close to clinching um, the home playoffs spot game um, if other results went our way uh, this weekend, and unfortunately it didn't. But uh, it's just one step closer to it, and I think that's going to be the biggest thing um, is, I mean, God, if we can get a home playoff game, what, that'll be like the first time since like 2006 or something. Um, that'd be huge. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, it was it was just a really positive result. Um, big big thing to do before you have the last four four away games, and uh, yeah, we'll get into more minor minor details later. I guess one detail we we're not that close to locking up a home spot, but we're close to locking up a playoff spot. Um, period. Period. Yeah. But you know, considering that we do have you know at least a handful of games left. Um, that bodes well if we're trying if we're talking about locking up a spot this early. So, um, yeah, Kev, I guess to your point, the one the one takeaway that I had, I mean, I had a lot of takeaways, but uh, I I agree with giving Indy credit. Um, Jack Mack is he's legit. Like I, I I liken him to sort of the indie version of Nico Brett. That first goal where the ball sort of like bounced between our two defenders and he was still there. I mean that that was like a classic Brett goal where it was just sort of perseverance it was a muffed play and he made the most out of it and put it away um i mean he's one that not to look ahead i wouldn't mind having him on the squad um but uh but yeah the one thing that i thought that indy did a really good job of is it it was clear that and we've talked about this a little bit and this makes me slightly concerned um a lot of our attack is based around quick counters quick transition and trying to get numbers um into the offensive zone and I don't know if the secret's out or what it is but every time Francois would take off up the sideline there wasn't much effort to collect the ball and play it back into the middle they just blasted it out of bounds and the goal was let's get as many people back as we can to clog up the middle so that the hounds can't hit us on transition and that happened a ton in the first half and I know Lily went in um I think it was uh, uh, Jeffrey uh, over at USL News. He wrote an article. He, he interviewed Lily after the fact. And Lily was saying that in the first half, we just weren't getting bodies in the box very much. And I think that was because Indy was sort of snuffing it out. And you saw the second we started getting bodies in the box, Zemanski gets a goal. Brett gets a goal. And it, and it just started flowing for us. But I thought that Indy had a pretty decent game plan. And, you know, I'm slightly concerned that if the seeker gets out, that, you know, we're, we are a pretty decent transition team 
and teams just think, look, don't even try to handle it. Just knock it out of bounds, slow the game down, get everybody back, and then try to build from the back again. That might cause us some problems moving forward. But um, still, I thought the Hounds bounced back really, really well in the second half and and, uh, and showed some resiliency. Josh, what's uh, what's one of your takeaways here? Oh, man. Um, well, Lynn, I think, is a, a talking point. I, he's He's definitely – getting better i feel, feel like i feel like he, he in this game particularly he showed that he was back uh the last game he did too but it's just uh notice i don't know if you guys saw it on the stream uh but uh he was without a mask for the second half yeah that was uh not by a doctor recommendation <laughs> he, he he probably is gonna get yelled at for that one uh the first half he had the mask on and then almost right at the end of it it he I think he said something about like it was like holding his eyes open in like the wind and it was just like drying him out. And he's like, I can't. Nope. He just threw the mask down. So yeah, he played the rest of the game without the mask. So, oops. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said it's like he's supposed to have it like for one more match. So it's not like he's way past you know. But uh, yeah, so that was pretty funny. Uh, but uh, maybe a negative to talk about would be the fact that that first half. It just didn't feel like we were clicking, and when kind of like the very the first half, okay, so we weren't clicking, and then the very end of the second half uh, was kind of feel like we were just trying to hold it together and weren't cohesive, and just that that own goal it always hurts. I felt bad for Greenspan and for Lynn. <laughs> Greenspan actually walked up to Lynn after the game and like apologized to him. He's like, ah, sorry about that. That was my bad the whole golden glove thing. Hopefully uh, that doesn't screw you over. <laughs> every time there, every time we give up a goal now, that's all I think of. It's like, ah, oh, there goes the average a little bit more. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it was definitely, I feel like both goals against us were, I wouldn't blame Lynn, but they were de- defensive things that could have been avoided. Yeah. Um, the, I believe it was Greenspan and, uh, was it, who was, uh, the other Toby. person with the, was it Toby? Toby. Adewale? Okay. Yeah when they were going after that ball, the first goal, and it just did not work out. Josh, I, I wanted to ask, as soon as I saw it on the stream, um, I was wondering, do you think, is there like any possibility that the smoke kind of got in Greenspan's <laughs> eyes or whatever and distracted uh-huh. him? And... I, I felt that, yeah, like that was the first thing I thought too when I was at the game. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh no, is that our <laughs> fault? I mean, I mean... I, it, I asked both Greenspan and I asked Lynn. I'm like, uh, so sorry about the smoke. And both of them are like, no, don't, don't. It's not the smoke. It was a. Uh, I don't a know. Player. That's kind of like, do I look good in these shoes? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think uh, usually if you get them right after the game, yeah. they're still pretty emotional and they're still on like you know that adrenaline, right. and they're a little bit more truthful. <laughs> So I, I feel like I, I've seen Greenspan look mad after a game, and he did not look mad. <laughs> so, no, I, I, it, it could have played a role, who knows. And it's one of those situations where you don't want to see no wind at all because then it's like the smoke just kind of, like, settles. Uh, we were trying to fan it up, but it was not working. <laughs> I mean, it looked awesome. I mean, it's oh, like yeah, yeah. I, I love every time I see it on the stream. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> And Josh, you got you uh, you got to use the new toy that we alluded to mm. in the last show, but we didn't actually yeah, the divulge train what it is. Yeah, 
Uh, it was so much fun. We were worried at first about it being too loud, but it's actually a pretty decent sound. Like it's loud enough you can hear it throughout the whole stadium, and all the players loved it. Um, but uh, it's a uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we're still getting down like how to like make it sound like a train, like you know, not just doing one long one, but like turn, turn, turn. It was it was fun to play with it, and I felt <laughs> felt weird because I think. Two times we used it uh, after the third goal and after the end of the match. A train was going by at the time. <laughs> so it's like everyone's probably like, oh, a train's just blowing its whistle. Like, no, that's us. Yeah. That's us over here. <laughs> I was like, how, how high did Dan Lin jump the first time that you did it? <laughs> nah, he was cool. He, he, yeah, he, I was uh, worried about that too. <laughs> I don't even think he turned around. He's like, all right, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, as, as we alluded, uh, goal from Zemanski, Nico Brett. And Forbes, guys, this was our third PK in four games. So Forbes scored against Louisville and Indy. K missed against Cincy. Um, prior to that, we only had two PKs all season. And, you know, I don't want to look too far into anything, but I'm wondering if we aren't seeing a bit of a trend in terms of how the Hounds were playing. And, and the fact that Lily made a point of saying, like, we need to get in the box more. When you get in the box more up to this game we talked a lot about how you know almost all of our goals were from inside the box uh we were doing a lot of up the sides crossing into the middle i'm wondering if you know these these pks are maybe more indicative of a sign that we are spending more time in the box we are getting into those danger zones a lot more and we're causing teams to panic and 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 foul us and which is leading to pks and you know, when you start seeing that you have more PKs, I think the immediate reaction is like, oh, the ref's doing you favors. And sometimes, yes, but I think three in the last four games, um, I think that's more indicative of a playing style than anything else. And I think that that bodes well. That's something we haven't seen all season. And that shift could be potentially part of that push that we need in terms of getting goals as we start heading towards the postseason. Do you guys have any thoughts about sort of the influx of PKs in the last four games? Or do you just think it's an anomaly or... Where do you stand on that, Kev? To be honest, I haven't noticed it. Um, I mean, like, it's, I noticed that we've gotten more PKs, but I, I haven't, I don't know. It, it hasn't occurred to me that this is because it's we're doing something different. I think it's just both, I mean, I mean, Brett was on fire in the middle part of the season. I think both Forbes and Francois have, in particular have stepped up. I think Francois in this game were, was particularly good. Um, so I think when you get three attacking players, you know, playing so well and creating so many chances, you know, it, it, things are kind of bound to kind of happen your way. And, and a small shout out, I think I know a lot of the time we kind of criticize the refs on this podcast. I, I thought they did a pretty decent job in this game. I thought the officiating was pretty good. Um, feel free to disagree with me, but I feel like if we're going to criticize them, then we should also kind of point out when they when they do a good job. So they, I thought they thought they did a good job this game. And not just because yeah, we won, yeah, <laughs> no, no, or no, got no, a penalty, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I, I, in the Steel Army, really, I I keep note of how many chants we do against the ref. There was like none against the ref this time. <laughs> um, but I will say that with the PKs, I feel like we're seeing something a little bit different from Nico actually, because both of those last PKs were uh, fouls against him, and it looked like both times he was able to draw the foul pretty, like it. Pretty concisely, like it was obviously a foul, and there deserved PKs, but he put himself in a position with a defender to get to draw that foul, and uh, that's something that we haven't really seen from him before. So it's kind of interesting to see him kind of thinking that tactically and and getting those fouls. And Josh, I got to give you credit. I, 
I think you're right now with the whole like call from the sideline for who takes a penalty. I don't know, at least on the stream, immediately as the pen gets called, they both looked at the bench and I'm like, ah, Josh is right. And, uh, and, <laughs> and Forbes gets a little like, oh, me? Okay. And he goes up and he takes it. So, yeah. Yeah. And to that point, Kev, I know we, we had a lot of discussion earlier in the season about, you know, well, if the goal doesn't come from Nico, like, where is it going to come from? And, you know, granted, two of the goals in, in our most recent four games were from PKs from Forbes. But in the past four games, we've gotten 10 goals from seven different players. You know, we got a goal from Parks and Cincy, a goal from Greenspan against uh, Bethlehem Steel. Forbes has three goals in the past four games. Dover. Brett has two. Holland, you know, technically they gave that as an own goal, but I'll consider the cross and putting it in a dangerous place. He gets that, and then Zemanski got his first goal of the season. So this is what you want to see heading into the postseason, where it's not just counting on, you know, one person uh, to get your points for you. I think the thing we don't want to see, though, is our defenses? I don't know. I would say our defense is kind of cracking the past couple games. Um I agree with you, Josh. I don't think a lot of this is down to Lind, um, although I think I've formed a bias for him um, since we've recorded this um, all season. But uh, yeah, I think our center backs are a little off. I think they were so dominant in, in the beginning part of the season. Um, but but I think especially for the first goal, look, the indie, the indie player takes it well but when when two center backs kind of run into each other and, and fall over it's it's not a good sign and you know so and there were other moments where they looked a little bit more suspect and they weren't really getting control of the ball quickly and so it, it's it's odd I, and I don't really I don't understand it because it's not even like I don't know if Vonky Azeel is the answer here I mean he Vonky Azeel gets pushed out to left back and we're playing you know three proper center backs um and one thing that it just kind of came to mind, I, unless I'm missing something, I mean, Pratzner's still in the squad, right? I remember he like he had he was in the he was in the starting lineup for a while in the beginning of the season, and that's when we were really kind of dominant. I'm not saying Pratzner's the reason why, um, but I, I can't really remember him ever putting a foot wrong. I think generally he's just a really solid solid center back. So I don't know. I, I think all three of the center backs this game can look to moments where they weren't great. So I don't know if it's something where you know we bring Vonky Zio back in the center backs, or we bring Pratzner back in, or, or or something happens. But something needs to switch soon because I think whilst we're getting you know our attacking correct, right, we can't 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 go into the playoffs um, with a shaky defense for the first time in the season. Yeah, I, I I was thinking you know Lily likes to say that he's not defensive minded, but technically he started this game with four center backs in the game and i'm kind of like come on man but uh (laughs) yeah i mean kev to your point it's not even just goals it's late goals you know in the past four games we've let in seven goals four of them were after the 80th minute so we let in two against indy here in the 81st and 90th plus and then against cincy we let one in the 80th and the 88th so i think that's that's almost more concerning to me is one of the things we stressed earlier in the season, we saw this a ton from the Hounds last year, where we'd be like in a game and then we'd crack in the last 10 minutes. And we seemed to shake that off. And we said, okay, you know, we're, we're not that team from last year. We're mentally sound. That's not going to happen. And now to sort of see that happen twice in the last four games. Um, is I was going to ask you, I mean, do you, do you think it's a, do you think it's a mental thing or do you think it's a physical thing where we're just not fit enough? Hey, um, I mean, 
Because, like, I always, I don't know, I, to give you some time to think, I always kind of hate the discussion point of, oh, we're leaking goals late, so, you know, that's a Because pro- I never know what to attribute it to. Like, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't look like we're getting sluggish at the end of games. And I just, I don't buy, I mean, there's enough pros on that field, you know, Zemanski, Forbes, Greenspan. There's, there's a lot of experience on that field, um, you know, Hugh Roberts and to to kind of crack mentally and kind of let up I, I don't really buy that either. I don't know I, I don't I don't see them in practice I don't I mean Josh maybe you have a better idea of it when you're like talking to these guys after games and seeing the conversations with Lily and all that kind of stuff but I don't know it, it's it's a tough thing to call yeah I, I mean it, it could definitely be a fitness thing end of the year type of situation tired legs getting it more and more and the schedule has been a little bit harder near the end of this year I feel like than it has been at the beginning of it the season uh, but I I don't know if I would definitely say it's a fitness issue because this is some stuff that all the teams are facing right now not just the hounds so it would be kind of weird if it was a fitness issue and it was just affecting us in that uh way um i will think i mean pratzner yeah he has been in as much but i feel like i'm so i'm trying to go on through and like kind of think of like all the games where we we got uh a clean sheet and what was like the lineup like and i mean pratzner is in most of the clean sheets believe it or not <laughs> so far that i'm looking at um uh, but also, I feel like it could have something to do with uh, Tommy V not being more defensive and being more uh, offensive in those games. So a little bit of combination, very possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good it's, point. It's to a tough hold. one because you know, like the the Kev, like you said, the goal where you have Toby and Greenspan basically run into each other, like that feels like a communication issue and you know maybe it's a case where they're just getting their legs back under them after uh lind is back you know it's lind's second game Colin yeah i'm not from buying the back. that but i mean like they, they play together i'm yeah. reaching i'm reaching but i'm just yeah. saying like i <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean it and i almost feel bad because i don't think it was halftime i think there was uh maybe just before halftime where there was an injury and everybody's getting water and like Lily's just tearing into Greenspan and like whoever else was around him and I'm just sitting there thinking like if I'm him like I don't know how much I could take of that like just (laughs) I mean I know that that's his style I know that's what you sign up for and at the end of it if you come out as like the second best team in the east like you have something to show for it but it's just like man like it's ugh yeah I Um, I think it's also an interesting point Josh you mentioned Vonky Zeal I mean just like spatially i mean it he's out on what left back right this game left or right back um i mean with someone as intelligent as him and as commanding as he can be i you know i just kind of want to see him in the center like you know i think he can kind of get lost out there sometimes and and look he can do a job anywhere and so he is kind of and i mean he gives lily a lot of tactical options too because essentially you can kind of make more substitutions based off the fact that you know you have someone on the field that can pretty much play anywhere so that you can bring on whoever you want um, or take off or whoever you want, really. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think, what, earlier in the season, it, it's kind of a later season phenomenon that he starts dropping back in the in the 
defensive line, right? I think I want to say at the beginning he was more of a consistent defensive midfielder, um, if I remember correctly. And he would sometimes kind of float. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I could be really wrong here. <laughs> Michael shaking his head. Yes, you're wrong, Kevin. Um, so, <laughs> but so I don't know. I mean, so it's just maybe it might be something where, you know, and and Dabo doesn't. I don't. And correct me if I'm wrong. Dabo doesn't really seem like the kind of commanding in a vocal way leader in that center of the pitch he seems like he's going to be he's going to be the one that's going to be all action running around closing people down but not really kind of shouting out uh shouting out commands or or, or anything like that so I don't know if Monkey Zio is the one to do that um you know Forbes is playing a bit higher now so it might be just we're missing a voice in the middle of the pitch to kind of help organize the offensive a little more which you would think it would be Greenspan anyway um but yeah I don't know um I don't know Regardless, you know, we ended up walking away with three points. Guys, is there anything else you want to – any other takeaways from this game that you think are worth uh, breaking down here before we get into Wednesday, Kev? I think it's weird how we win 3-2 and Indy still have only one shot on target. Um, <laughs> like, how do, you, how do you get two goals and have one shot on target? Um, it's called an own goal. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I know. But I mean, it's just the fact that they score off of their one shot on target, which is just nuts. Um, yeah, no, that's that's really the only thing I had to point out. But yeah, I mean, it, it's we talked about it all in the past couple podcasts. We have a tough run coming up, so this this was crucial, and it was just yeah, really big that we got the three points. Yeah, I think you mentioned Kev. I think on the last show you said this was like one of the biggest games of the season which i was like whoa like slow down there chief but i i agree with you i think you know this is the last home game before we have cincy in two or three weeks and this sets the tone for now we head wednesday to play Penn, and then next week we have to go to play the independence so you know you you want to you want to leave here on a good foot and not thinking like oh crap like we got to make up points because we screwed up it's no, we got what seven out of a possible nine um, out of the last three home games. So that's that's pretty good. Um, which that math isn't right, is it? Yes, that's right. Um, two wins and a draw. So yeah, um, yeah. So good stuff. I mean, it was it was definitely an entertaining game. I think you know it was a little too much um, squeaky bum time at the end for my liking and that, yes, when you say that we shouldn't <laughs> that might have been the first time i've said it all season um but literally that like i don't be true <laughs> that can't i, be I don't want to tweet like, us if you know that's not true <laughs> i don't like it's not on the bingo i'm just saying <laughs> is it i can yeah no um, it's not no. it's not <laughs> um but yeah when you get down to the last five minutes like i felt like we we were dominant enough that to get to the last five minutes and be slightly concerned about dropping two points and getting a draw, it just it it didn't feel right. But yet there we were, just slightly nervous. Um, so yeah, good on the boys for holding tight there at the end. You know, obviously we've been wanting to see leaking goals sort of like we did, but at the same time, the goal differential was plus one, which gets us a W and those three points, which is solid. So can't complain about that. Huh. Moving on, guys, it is Keystone Derby. It's like all sorts of stuff this week. I mean, honestly, this the game on Wednesday, Wednesday, 6.30. Hounds go to Penn FC in Harrisburg. Uh, in case you missed it, Dan Yost posted it's a yellow slash gold out. So if you're going to the game, Josh, you're going to the game. Plan accordingly. Wear your yellow or gold. Yep. Guys, 
so much can happen in this game. Um, the last two times I I went back and looked, I was like, that's not right. The last two times we played Penn FC this season, we drew nil nil. So the winner of this game takes home the Keystone Derby Cup. It comes down to one game. That's it. Um, I don't know what the rules are if it ends in a nil nil draw. I I, I I don't know if. In theory, it ends in a draw, but it's not nil-nil. I'm assuming we win because of away goals, whereas Penn has no away goals, and we would have <clears> at least one. Um, so I believe that's right, yes. So we have the Keystone Derby Cup that is up for grabs. We have the Old Guard Shield that is up for grabs. This is the last match of the season for the Old Guard Shield. We are currently in third behind Charleston and Richmond. A win here would put us tied with Charleston for first place on points. The next tiebreaker is goal differential, which we are both currently tied at plus three. If we win, that means that we're adding at least a plus one to that in terms of goal differential. So then we would win on the goal differential tiebreaker. So if we win, not only do we win the Keystone Derby Cup, we win the Old Guard Shield. If we tie Harrisburg... Then we draw with Richmond on points in the old guard shield in second, and then you know the tiebreaker doesn't really matter. So we have to win, yeah. and we bring on both the we shield and the Derby Cup, and a draw plus means it, we lose plus, the shield. Plus it feels like a win, and I haven't looked at the math, but it, it feels like a win might clinch us a playoff spot. Well, so Louisville clinched this weekend. They've played 30 games, and they have 54 points. We've played 29 games, and we have 53 points. So if you look at the math, a win this weekend, or a win on Wednesday, means we'd have played 30 games, and we'd have 56 points, which I feel like mathematically means we're in. So a win feels like it does it. A win gets us Old Guard Shield, Keystone Derby Cup, and we get to lock down a playoff matchup with, you know, what, four games left, five games left? Um, which again, we were not talking about this. Kevin, it looks like you're doing like I'm doing math. Synth- yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to make sure that we get a playoff berth. I thought we had to get some help to get uh, yeah. Exactly. I, I the think playoffs. I think you're right, Josh. I think I think we need some help here. Um, wait, wait, wait. It's possible. Hold on. Let's it's get possible that we will. Let's get nerdy here for a second, okay? If if <laughs> if Louisville is in and they've played 30 games and they have 54 points. How would we not be in if we played 30 games and had 56 points? It's less to deal with Louis and more to deal with people below us and uh, how many games they have and how many um, <clears throat> opportunities and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but uh, smarter people than me have done the math already, and they said that <laughs> it was, I believe Vesti uh, had a whole post about this on Discord, on the Steel Army Discord, about like what needs to happen for this to be mathematical but yeah i'm not positive though i don't buy that vesti you gotta come at me like on twitter let us I know say, i would trust him mike i would I, oh i totally tr- i mean i've seen his math i totally trust him but I, i'm just thinking from from like if you just look at it from a like points per game standpoint it feels like the the bar has been set in the east at 54 so even if louisville loses out the worst they could do is eighth place at 54 and we mm-hmm. have a game in hand on them. So if we win, we'd have 56, and we'd at least be above them. So, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Anyway, this <laughs> game's going to be huge because when we win, we will have the Keystone Derby Cup, the Old Guard Shield, and lock up a, a, a playoff spot. I'm calling it now. And okay. if I'm wrong, okay, then fine. I'm wrong. 
Um, <laughs> we put out a poll earlier this morning just for kicks and said, you know, if you could only pick one or what's most important to you, the Keystone Derby, the Old Guard Shield, or securing a playoff spot, knowing fully well that if we win, we could get all three. 17% of people said Keystone Derby, 8% said Old Guard Shield, 76% of people said securing a playoff spot, which tells me we have some longtime listeners that have been through some hard times with this team and just desperately want to see us lock up a playoff spot. Josh, I put you on the spot because you tried playing the whole, like, well, I just want to win and get it all and made you vote for one. What did you ultimately pick? I forget. I mean, I before I knew the, the, the just give us an answer. <laughs> I said Keystone Cup, but the reason I said that is because I was like, oh, we win the Keystone Cup, we win, we win all three. Right. Um, so I was like, just being like smarmy about it, you know, okay. I'm like man, it's all three, who cares? Uh, but then after like thinking about it, like if I could only have one of those from this game, what would it be? And honestly, securing the playoff spot just because it's been so tumultuous for us for the playoffs and the possibility of getting a home playoff spot like we need those wins like i just really want that to happen yeah but wait break down the language of this poll again like i don't i'm not really following here because it's like we have a lot of chances and statistically we're very likely to get a playoff spot the language of the poll was actually correct i just was not taking it that way it was What's more important to you? Yes. So what's more so important to you? Keystone Derby, Old Guard Shield, or securing a playoff spot? Josh, you actually... So Liz came back and was like, wait a minute, where's all three? Like, where's where's every all of the yeah. above? And I was like, no, you can't do that. Josh, I didn't even realize this. You technically... You, you outsmarted the poll and picked the all of the above answer. Because if we win the Keystone Cup then we automatically get all three. So that was my smarminess going out. Like, yeah, well, that's, that's, yeah, that wins. And so that's why I was like that. But if it's what's the most important to me, it, it has to be the playoffs. I mean, that's kind of like the badge of honor here. I mean, if I would argue that maybe something that's not on this poll that's more important might be winning in first place. Like it can't happen this season, right. but getting first place in the East might be more important than winning uh, or securing a playoff spot, but obviously, again, that means you got both. But yeah, yeah. If you just add the words "this weekend" to the end of that tweet, then it's like, yeah, then it's like Keystone Cup for sure. Like because it's we'll have other <laughs> chances to clinch playoffs, and we're gonna clinch a playoff spot. Yeah. Anyway, it was ambiguous on purpose, Kevin. Jeez, stop ruining <laughs> the ruining the poll. <laughs> trying to make it difficult for people. You're the worst. What would you pick, Kev? <laughs> I mean, I said playoffs, but... <laughs> Fine. I hate you all. Uh, ay, ay, ay. Um, so, yeah, we get to go to Penn midweek. This is not our last midweek game. We play them this week. We play them on Wednesday. We have Charlotte on Saturday. Next week, we have our last home game against Cincy, and then we have a Wednesday game against ATL UTD2. And then Red Bulls, too, after that. So we are clearly in the home stretch. Excuse me, Penn, not in great form right now. So, like, it feels like now you you can discount that because it feels like no matter what, every time we play them, they get up for it. Granted, that first game we should have won like four nothing, but oh, we just couldn't finish yes. our chances. But at least in terms of who they've played recently, they lost to Atlanta United two two to one. They beat Indy one nothing, but then the last three games lost to North Carolina one nothing, lost to Louisville three nothing, lost to Cincy two to one. So. They've lost four of their last five, scoring only three goals over that span and allowing eight goals 
against themselves. They're currently in 13th with 35 points. That's six away from the playoff line, so they need the points. They're going to come into this trying to get – I mean, they're, they're in their mind, they're not dead yet. So they're going to be fighting for it. They're going to be scrappy. I went back and watched the highlights from the most recent loss to Cincy from this weekend. They scored first off a set piece in the 33rd minute, but then they let in two in the final quarter of the game thanks to really sloppy defending. Their keeper, Lewis, looks decent. I mean, he made some saves, but his defense just hung him out to try. Guys, I mean, I'm almost, I almost don't want to ask, like, what are your thoughts on this game? Because I can almost predict what you're both going to say. But, uh, Josh, you're making the road trip. You're spending the night. You're planning on sleeping with both the cup and the shield like Crosby did whenever they won the Stanley Cup. What, uh, what are well, your thoughts on this? Uh, man, I, this is going to be one of those like nerve-wracking. Like I, th- This feels like it would be a shame not to get this win, and it would be heartbreaking <laughs> just because of how much investment I have in it as far as like going to the – going to Harrisburg every year and like becoming a tradition and becoming like a thing that is you look forward to and not getting the win is just like unfathomable to me. I just, it's yeah. I, I, I don't even want to pretend like I can think of this logically and be like, Oh yeah. You know, like there's these things can be like, no, it has to be a win. It just has to be <laughs> nothing else is going to be acceptable at all. Yeah. Kev, or is, is there any, I shouldn't say, is there any doubt in your mind? But, like, are you at all nervous about this game? So before I answer that question, not to be a dead horse, but to go back to the poll question, what if... (laughs) (laughs) What what if, since you answered what you answered, if I said we lost this game, but all the other results went in our way and we somehow clinched a playoff spot, would you take it before a ball was kicked? No, because no. we live in reality where we have plenty more opportunities <laughs> to get a playoff spot. So this is most important, yeah. right? For this. So week. the real answer to the poll is the Keystone Cup. So I'm saying, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, no. Look, I, I think I'm not. No, I'm. I'm not nervous about this game. Um, I think yeah. Every game against Tennessee this season, we've been the dominant team. We should have won. Um, and I think, you know, coming off this indie win, it'll be a good momentum boost. Uh, everyone knows what's at stake here. Um, you know, usually we kind of step up in the big moments, and so I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that to happen again. Tennessee aren't good, and I, I just, and we are, and so therefore, we win. Sometimes, sometimes soccer is that simple, and I'm gonna say it's this simple this 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 week. Josh, give me give me a score prediction here. Oh man. Uh... Yeah, 3-0 sounds great. Three points, three goals, uh, three victories uh, The <laughs> between the playoff spot, the old guard shield, and the cup. I mean, that makes sense to me, right? Uh, three three goals, one for each. I mean, I was going to say something like that as well. I think even if we win, there's going to be a little piece of me that's going to be slightly disappointed if we give up a goal. Just, just from the whole like Dan Lin standpoint, like let's get another shutout. Let's let's pad some of those stats for the Golden Glove, especially against a team like Penn. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say three nothing as well. I like that call, Kev. What are you thinking? I think the only reason why I'm not agreeing with it is because I think I don't know. I don't I don't see us going full throttle in this game. Um, given what's at stake and given the fact that, you know, 
yeah, everyone wants a clean sheet for Lynn uh, right now. So I'm kind of expecting us to be a bit more in control of this game. I'm not really expecting us to go, like, yeah, full throttle into the match. I'm expecting us to kind of, yeah, maybe a slower tempo and try to control the control the pace of the game. So I'm going to say, like, 2-0 instead of 3-0. This just feels like one of those games where the everything surrounding the game... Um, I, I don't want to say that the game like transcends itself, but everything becomes bigger than the game. And I, I feel like so far this seat, like if we were facing the same thing with this team from last year, I think I'd be like, oh man, like there's a lot riding on it. But the way that this team has stepped up in big games, even if the results haven't shown it, the performance has shown it. I feel like this is one of those games that the team is going to transcend the game and uh and josh i don't think that your trip is going to be uh is going to be um uh what, what am i i don't even know what i'm trying to say here it's it's gonna be well worth it disappointing yeah it's, it's, it's not gonna be disappointing. disappointing it's not gonna be disappointing <laughs> at all so yeah yeah it's uh it's it's calling for rain right now which i'm actually pretty stoked for because it, my ideal scenario we go in there we're like one of we're like dominating as far as the crowd goes like the steel army makes up half the crowd <laughs> i still want enough people there that i can feel good when i hear them go oh that's, i want that still <laughs> but i just want to dominate the crowd make it feel like a home field advantage for the hounds and uh yeah that, that'd be the best scenario that we you know walk back to the bar afterwards and uh celebrate with cup yeah it's it's definitely be one to watch if you can get there, get there where your gold or yellow. But otherwise, make sure that you're watching. I know last year when the team won the cup to watch the guys celebrate, you could tell it meant a lot to them. Um, and to have two trophies and you know potentially get word that they locked up a playoff spot with what uh, I just looked and then I forgot. We have one, two, three, four games after this one against Penn FC. So that would be pretty special compared to so where we five last games. Year. Mike is the. <laughs> Five. Well, no. If they win, we have three games. If you don't include the next two games, and so. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I kind of want to be careful with that because it, 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 securing a playoff spot and securing a home playoff right. spot are not the same thing. Yeah. These games still matter a lot. Even if we secure a playoff spot, all these games matter. We need that home game. I mean. Yes, it's possible we get another home one if we win the first one and all that jazz. But I just I don't want to see us not get a game in front of the hometown. Yeah, no, absolutely. and I think they know that too. I mean, there was that kind of quote kicking around from Lily saying like, "No, that this this team is capable and deserves way more than just getting into the playoffs or whatever." And he's yes. like, "Everyone, everyone knows that. Everyone, yeah, I know that." And so I think they definitely have their focus, their their eyes on something much bigger deep into the playoffs, which is which is good. Yeah. And it all starts, you know, obviously the huge game on Wednesday. I mean, that's going to be quite the party. Oh, I'm like, I feel like I'm jinxing it in some way. Stop it. Joe Greenspan, you need to score more off your head. Um, <laughs> after the game on Wednesday, the guys have to You know to who travel. hasn't scored this? Dan Lynn hasn't scored. Dan Lynn like has Dan not Lynn. scored. He needs to step up his game. <laughs> that is for darn certain. <laughs> I'm trying to think uh, if there's another defender that had. I think all of the, at least all the defenders that played in the last game have scored. Toby's got a goal. Yeah. Hughes yeah, got, got a goal. Van Kizia's got a goal. Do- Dover's got a goal. Everybody's got a goal. Lee hasn't got a goal yet. I don't think. 
uh, that I'm not even positive about that. I like in my there's something like kind of tickling my brain. I'm like maybe maybe he did maybe. But yeah, you might be right. Interesting, interesting. Lee, actually, yeah. What everyone who starts that game, everyone who starts that game scored a goal. I think now, because that was Zemanski's first goal of the season. Dabo had like the twenty-five yard smash a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it's everyone. Yeah. So yeah, the guys have to travel to face Charlotte Independence Saturday, seven p.m. Charlotte are currently in 12th. They're only two points ahead of Penn 15 in the table. Um, but they're on slightly better form. So, you know, I, I talked a little bit about how Penn are coming into this game having lost the last three. Charlotte, in their last four, they beat Nashville one nothing. They beat Richmond 2-1. to They drew 1-1 to with the battery, and they drew 1-1 to with the Red Bulls. So, although they're currently below the playoff line, in their past four games, they've gotten a result against three current playoff teams. Um, now, Kevin, you're shrugging your shoulders like, nah, whatever. Um, for a reason. I, I just, how did this happen? I, I, sw- I swear we were talking about how we had a really tough uh, run-in, and now we're, you know, three of our last five games are against 12th, 13th, and 14th. And it's it, all of a sudden it's looking a lot rosier. And so it's it's, it's a good mix. I think three, three lower teams away, and we got Red Bulls, which are going to be con- contenders, and then we have the big Cincy game at home. So... Yeah, I think it's this is this has turned into quite a nice run into the playoffs. We shall see. Um, yeah, there the Charlotte is also seven three and six at home, meaning they've only lost three times at home all season. So this is not going to be a gimme here, and I think we're going to have to be careful because I'm assuming that we went on Wednesday, which is I don't know if I've ever felt that way about a Hounds team, but. Um, you know, this could be sort of a trap game in that we play Penn away, you know, potentially get the win. We have to face Charlotte, and then you're sort of looking ahead to Cincy at home the following weekend. Um, we can't get trapped here. Uh, the last time we played Independence was at Highmark in mid-August. That was the Zil. That, Zil. that was the nil-nil draw um, where, we, where we played them with 10 men. Well, they had 10 men for the final third of the match due to a red card. We dominated possession, had the better chances. We just couldn't capitalize on them. Um, guys, are you at all concerned about this game? Or, you know, Kev, I know you sort of did like a shoulder shrug, so I'm going to throw to Josh first. Josh, are you at all concerned about this game? I mean, a little bit just because of the fact that we have a Wednesday game <clears throat> before it. So I'm always a little bit concerned where we have so many games in a row just for fitness reasons. And it is a way, so there's the travel aspect of it. You have to worry about the the, the legs are just, you know, you don't get a, the same kind of workout, the same kind of fitness when you have to travel in a car for however many hours or whatever or a bus so it's it's not the same as playing at home or playing close at least um so i'm a little bit worried but i I mean out of the games we have left this is one of the ones that are going to be winnable as far as like more winnable than the others i should say Uh, the games i'm worried about are cincy and red bulls even though red bulls aren't doing hot i mean i still worry about them um you know just in general, so it's it's definitely a game that is winnable, and I expect a win out of it. But it's it's concerning. Are you are you more concerned about this game or the pen game? I'm more anxious about the pen game. I'm more worried about 
<laughs> to this game, if that makes any yeah. sense. Like, I I worry about some crazy happenstance happening at the pin game and us not getting the win. But that's not because I don't think we're better. It's just because it's an important game, so who knows what happens. Yeah. Uh, but as far as just logically thinking, I'm more worried about this game coming up this weekend. Kev, are you worried at all about this game? No. <laughs> All right, moving Next on. Question, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, it's, I, I think, I don't know. I, I saw a lot of really good signs from the indie game um, that has me convinced that everyone's starting to refocus. I think I think we had a little bit of a hiccup. And, yeah, the, the defensive slip-ups are a slight concern. But, you know, we're getting more goals now around from, from other people around the pitch. Um, I mean, it, it, we, we didn't really mention it too much, but I thought Brett's goal was a really well-taken goal. He kind of, you know, controls it and... and little time that he has in the box and kind of swings his left foot around puts it in the bottom corner and or not the bottom corner just around the keeper um so i think yeah from an offensive side things are clicking i mean linda's back he's not going anywhere anytime soon and i just have more confidence that we're going to fix the defensive problems that we might have quicker than if we were going to fix the offensive problems we were having and I'm I'm now being more and more convinced that we have at least I mean we're not completely fixed the offensive side of things, but we're looking better. Um, so I think it's yeah it's just going to be easier for us to to shore up the defensive side, and, and that makes me confident. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, we Kev, I think you made a big you had like a long winded argument or not an argument, but a case uh, a few weeks ago about the fact of like if we're not scoring goals, like we we only have to score one or two goals. And if if the if the defense is is leaking goals, then that's not the case. And so it's good to see the action in around the net. I thought both the goals this weekend. You know, you're right. We didn't really talk about them. Nico sort of flicked it to himself, and then sort of did a spinning shot, similar to what we saw Louisville do to us. And then Forbes, you could tell that uh, potentially the the keeper sort of watched some tape because he went exactly where Forbes put the ball the week before. And Forbes went the opposite direction. So it's cool to see those head games and to see Forbes come out on top on that. But, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, not that I'm concerned about this game, but um, this is a game that we should win. And good teams at this point in the season go in and win the games that they should win. So I think nothing, you know, less than a draw is really acceptable and three points is really what should be expected. So... I'm going to say, you know, after coming off the huge win on Wednesday where we just bring it all home that, you know, a, a Lily special of a one nothing just getting back to basis, basics and, you know, maybe you give some guys some rest after the midweek game, um, you know, maybe rotate guys in. I'm not saying rest the whole squad, but rotate some guys in, get back to basics, go for the shutout, um, and just take care of business. Um, I, I think that would be good. Pratsner. Um Josh, what's your uh, score prediction for this one? Um, I mean, I want to win, obviously, but I, I would be happy with a draw just to get it out of the way on a Wednesday game. I mean, on a, a game on the weekend after playing a Wednesday game. Um, it pays me to say that, but a 1-1 sounds very uh, likely. Kev, score prediction? Yeah, I don't think that's the end of the world either. I think as long as we play well, yeah. that's more important to me. Um I mean, points are going to be big, but um, if, we, if we put in a really good performance and then it's just like not our day and we get a bad ref or whatever and it ends up 1-1, I think that's completely fine as long as, you know, we win the midweek game and 
That's going to be a big one. But but yeah, so 1-1 one, one feels good. Sure, let's go 1-1. One, one. Yeah. So that's what we think. Let us know what you think. Um, obviously, the game on Wednesday is huge. One other thing to keep an eye out for tomorrow, depending on when you're listening, is Tuesday at 1 o'clock. The USL is supposed to make some big announcement. Um, there's a lot of discussion in the uh, BGN Slack about what it is. Um, we don't want to spoil it, but we may have some idea of what's going on. Um, especially since if you look at the announcement, it was very similar to announcement that they made what it was in USL D three's Twitter account and the PDL's Twitter account all looked very similar. Um, all are exactly the same, just different colors. Yes. Uh, it's an image that has, I think ours was gold or teal. I not teal. I mean, uh, tan, I guess you could say. (laughs) And then, what is it? D threes was I forget what color now. Green and then uh, PDL was red, yeah. I believe. So yeah, yeah. So some sort of announcement coming. There's a lot of speculation that there might be some kind of rebrand going on. That maybe it won't be called USL. There's other talk of potentially they start to introduce the notion of pro rel. I think it's a little early for that. Um, but if we go with some sort of rebrand where there's a consistent naming between the three divisions, then it may be something where that's opening the doors to something like a pro rel. But regardless, we'll know soon enough, less than 24 hours for us. It's going to be even less than that for those of you listening. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, it's not nearly going to be as big as the game on Wednesday, but it's going to be some news regardless um, that uh, is going to change at least some of the stuff that you see going on going forward. So, yeah. Let us know what you think about that as well, and uh, you know, let us know your score predictions for Wednesday. This is going to be a huge game, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure that uh, you, you enjoy it as much as you can. And it feels like I'm celebrating before we are, but it feels like there are very few moments that we get um, over the course of the season where – the situation itself warrants uh, sort of the heightened level of enjoyment. And this is one of those games that um, has positioned itself for that level of enjoyment. So regardless, it's going to be a good game to watch. And hopefully, you know, the guys can bring it home. So go get it done. Greenspan, get another header. Dan Lynn, you're, you got to start scoring, buddy. Like, you got to start chipping in. <laughs> um, make it happen. We say this. Have you seen, like, was it Tim Howard? There, there have been goalies over He's time. One. That have, yeah. yeah. Where, like, I think. He got one. He felt so bad about he it. He did, yeah. Because it, it was just the wind carried it. Yeah. And it just went past him. And it kind of, like, chipped the keeper. And he was just like, oh, man. That's cool <laughs> and all. But uh, as a keeper, I feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Weird tangent. Apparently, Howard was drafted by, like, the Harlem Globetrotters or something. I did not know that. Yeah, who knows with him? He's also doing all that stuff with that uh, that new team. Yeah, yeah with uh, Memphis, it's it feels like all their advertising make it look like he's on the team, yeah. even though he's really like just he grew up around there, so he's really rooting for the team, and so he's became like their face, but he's not on the team. Well, it's and I think he's he's part of potentially an ownership group for Memphis, but that same ownership group just bought like a like a sixth division English team as well. Like it just came out that the same group were like, yeah, we're going to get this huh. team over here too. So I don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah, who knows? yeah. There's all sorts of news about players buying teams. Obviously MLS Beckham now has his Miami team. Um, there's talk of, uh, 
uh, Zidane coming over and potentially coaching that. There's talk of them trying to sign Messi. I'm like, good luck with that. Um, but <laughs> doesn't drop. We're getting Zidane. I mean, Zidane's one of the most like freaking yeah. well decorated managers in recent history. That's nuts. Yeah. They use the one picture of him and Beckham standing next to each other from when they were both on Real Madrid, and it's just like <laughs> they're good friends. It could happen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, don't think so. Um, so yeah, lots of stuff going on. Uh, you know, hopefully the guys get the W. Enjoy the week, guys. Um, but I think that's it for us. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves. There's a scarf supplier to MLS, USL, US Soccer. We always say this, but absolutely, uh, it's high school season. Um, it's you know, fundraiser season. Go out there. Scarves are fantastic. We've we got scarves for uh, not we as in Mongols, but I got them for our old youth organization before I moved. The number of compliments we got from people it was amazing, and it's always really cool to wear them around town and support your local club. So absolutely go check them out. Roughneckscarves.com. They do great stuff. If you're looking for more great USL news, head over to USLnews.com. Check out all the great articles and podcasts that are there as part of the BGN family. If you're looking for more Riverhounds news, go to riverhounds.bgn.fm. There you will find all of our shows. You'll find the articles from uh, Jeffrey. You'll find any other podcasts that are talking about the Riverhounds. That will show up there as well. So it's really, really cool. Riverhounds.bgn.fm. You can follow us on Twitter at Mongols and at Womongols. Email us at Mongols at bgn.fm. Head over to iTunes, subscribe to the show, and leave us a review. Otherwise, let us know what you thought about this one. Guys, go get it done on Wednesday. And uh, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. Before you go, please... Help us to keep doing what we're doing by becoming a supporter of the show. Head over to mongols.com and click on the Become a Supporter button. For as little as $1 per month, just $1, you can help keep the show commercial free while also getting a say in who we interview, the questions we ask, what we talk about, and you can get some sweet gear as well. Thanks again to all of our listeners for your continued support. That's mongols.com. Click on Become a Supporter. mongols.com. Become a Supporter. Thanks. Thanks.